Welcome back to Starcast Sucker Marks, along with Chris, I'm Ryan, as always, and uh, we are coming to you from our respective places of where we live. I don't know where I was going Great with that. Great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Okay, well, anyways, we do need to talk about the, uh, the Nashville game, and we have now lost three overtime games in a row, and we now have the record for having the most overtime losses this season among all 31 NHL teams. So, yay, Stars! Clap, clap, that's, clap, clap, That's clap. good. Okay, um, but I do want to mention two things before we get started. We have to acknowledge the real winners from tonight. Not last night, not the Stars game, but tonight. Guess who won? Yeah, the Sabres the won. Buffalo Sabers finally won, they so they're not going to be submitted. <laughs> they're not going to be submitted as the as having the worst winless streak. They're so, tied. Oh, they're tied. They're tied with the worst winless streak. Oh goodness gracious! Our best winless streak. Uh, well, it, it's it not. Just depends on which side you it, are. On. It, it's it's <laughs> weird how they how they do it. It's just like. They had like a nine-game losing streak, but it's a eighteen-game winless streak, and there's a difference because you know in o- overtime you get a point. So they've lost several games in overtime, but they've still lost. But anyways, so yay for the Sabers, and they didn't just win; they like slaughtered the Philadelphia Flyers. You could tell they were ticked off <laughs> after losing. <laughs> The other night they lost. I guess they they were up three to nothing going into the third period and lost four to three in a shootout, uh, the game before. So good for the Buffalo Sabers. I'm sure Sabers fans enjoyed that after not seeing a win in over a month. So if there's any left. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and then the other good thing that happened is actually a Stars related news. Um, did you see the the signing that we had today? Yes, I did. That the kid from North Dakota. Yeah, so Mr. Kawaguchi. I hope I'm saying that right. Probably um, not. But he is the captain of the University of North Dakota team, and he signed a one-year entry-level contract uh, with the Stars that will begin uh, next season. So uh, that will begin next season. But currently, he's on an ATO, an amateur tryout. Uh, with the Texas Stars, so it it's kind of like he's he's been in the rest of the season in the AHL, and then you know maybe he'll get his shot at the NHL next year. Um, but either way, cool signing for the uh, for the Stars. So he ranked uh, third in the NCAA with 26 assists and fourth with 36 points in 28 games uh, during the 2020-2021 season, which is pretty good for the NCAA. The NCAA is not really known for its scoring like the uh, Canadian Junior Leagues are. Um, but uh, what's awesome about him, and I don't, you might recognize the name, he is the cousin of Devin Setaguchi. Do you remember that name? Nope. Nope. 
He's a former star or stars, former Sharks player who actually ended up being really good for the uh, San Jose Sharks for a good long while. And here's the cool thing about us small people too. He's only five nine. So pretty cool seeing these. That's what the stars need, more small people. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, they have a they have a crap ton of size already. They just need a, a short little guy to I mean, to zoom around. Watching Delandria getting thrown around last night was was not very encouraging. <laughs> well, anyways, so those two things uh happened. Yay, go Sabers and yay stars for getting uh getting a good player with some good news uh, despite the season that's going on and all the injuries that we're having. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into this game and uh, how we feel about it and our general thoughts. Uh, how did you feel about the game overall? Literally, you could plug in any of the other overtime losses, PGRs, and my reactions to them into this PGR, and you wouldn't notice the difference probably. This is like... This has been a classic way the Stars lose. They, they win the majority of the game, in air quotes, they win. They played better in the first two periods than the Predators did by a long shot. They only scored two goals during that time and had a goal scored against them, and they lose in overtime. So it, it, We're just <laughs> not good enough. We just don't have the players to be just that much better. Yeah, and so pretty really much miss... it was a Stars game. Yeah. <laughs> And we really miss players like uh, Alexander Radulov and uh, Tyler And Jamie Sagan. Ben, who's on the ice. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had this thought, and I thought about tweeting it, but I didn't. Um, and here's my thought. Throw Ben on the third line and let somebody else be on one of the top two scoring lines yeah. at this point. I mean, I'd rather right? see Dickinson up there than Ben right now because right. Ben has That's... not been doing anything. That is the exact uh, swap that I was thinking because Ben can play center and Ben can play center between those uh, between Como and Cogliano and give Dickinson some shots because even though Dickinson hasn't been uh, burying them and he's still been he still had his opportunities and he still made some shots so I at this point throw Ben on the third line and put him up there and put him down and put Dickinson up there with Geary and uh, whatever his name is, Foxa, which I, I thought they it was a decent line. I, I like Foxa up there better than Dickinson. But, yeah. you know, Ben is not playing well, and he needs, he needs less ice time. We need somebody to actually do something. So, yeah, I all mean, right, it's so, hard to give him less ice time. He only had 16 minutes, so <laughs> that's right, about third-line minutes. Well, so let's talk about the obvious, uh, the obvious, you know, storyline coming out of uh, last night's game, which was the what on earth was he thinking play from Dennis Garyanov. Uh, some <laughs> so, a, a lot of people have gone to the chopping block to blame Garyanov for the play, and then there have been and it's and it's been a majority. Most people see the play as it was Garyanov's fault. I'm but, there. <laughs> Okay, but I actually have seen others that have tried to defend Garyanov and said that Garyanov really didn't have any other, you know, option to do. Uh, so you already answered my question, but who are you with? Which side are you on? Yeah, that was that was the worst play I've seen Garyanov make in his life. So first of all, it's three on three overtime, and he dumps the puck in. 
that's stupid as heck. What are you talking about? There's nothing else he can do. He can throw it backwards to his own goalie. That's way better than dumping it in. And then after he dumps it in, he loses the foot race back to his own zone to defend. Like Gurionov, one of our fastest skaters, can't get back in time and catch up to Tolvanen. I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, I don't. And he gets scored. He gets scored on because of it. So that was the worst play I've seen Gurionov make all year. Which sucks because I thought he played well throughout the game, but that that play was awful. It sucked. It was lazy all the way around. Yeah. So here's. I'm showing Chris this on screen. Y'all can't see this, but this guy, this guy right here, it. it that there's someone right behind him and there's someone right in front of him. And they're saying that the guy behind him, even if he dumped it back, he would have taken the puck and went the other way. You direction. can throw it off the boards and the guy behind him was moving to, towards his own net. You can dump it backhand off the boards. And even then, even say he couldn't do that, he can back check and catch up to Tolvanen. Yeah, that, that, was the, that was the main thing for me. It's like, okay, fine, you dump the puck in. But at least, like, cover your guy. Yeah, he's I one mean, of the I mean, fastest guys on the ice. I don't believe that he's not fast enough to cover him. So, yeah. I don't either know way, what the issue was. Either way, the play sucked. It was awful. Yeah, he made two bad plays in a span of 10 seconds, and it cost us the game. So, now, I'm not saying that... Well, that didn't even uh, really cost us the game. What cost us the game is we only had two goals in the entire regulation period when we were playing better than them the whole time. That's what really is costing us the game. That's what's costing us all these games this season. But, yes, that play did cost us that extra point. Right. And, and yeah, I was fixing to point that out. I was like, Garyanov was not the the reason why we lost. Like, there were multiple other reasons why we lost. Um, there was only one power play for Nashville, and they scored on it. There it goes again. Special yeah, teams. Even, even with only one power play, we can't, we can't we go can't a game without letting a, letting a goal in. Like and like, if you're the stars, this is the kind of game that you want to play, right? You you get you take advantage of your opportunities. You don't give them any penalties, or excuse me, any power plays, and you take advantage of what you're given. But they can't even stop the penalty kill right now. Like they they, they cannot be successful on the penalty kill. Uh, I'd be really in- interested to see how many games we've actually gone where we haven't allowed a power play goal. Yeah, can't be many. And like if that doesn't go in the net, we win the game two to one. Absolutely, and I mean honestly, uh, but you can also see the same thing in the first period. We that was probably our best period was the first period. We scored we no scored goals. We scored no goals. Yeah, <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, but that's just been the story of the whole season. Like we have like th- three or four guys who have been able to have any offense this season, and everyone else is just they're just out there skating around playing some defense i mean it it, that's that's why we're losing these games and that having top two scorers out and not being able to capitalize on more of those chances sucks not having your top goaltender who can bail you out of some of these situations he like maybe bishop steals this game for us doesn't allow that third period goal we win two to one i mean we won a lot of those games last season but we can't do that this year. Our goalies aren't good enough. We don't have enough goal scorers to capitalize on the chances that we get, even when we're playing well. So it's just it, it's just a complete crapshoot. And I, I'm just tired of losing in overtime. Like yeah, at, at some point, just put the guys out there and make them pay, play 20 straight minutes of three on three, <laughs> like in practice or something. <laughs> like there's like even if we're they they put 
someone pointed this out on Twitter. I don't know who it was. I want to say DeFranks for some reason. But he said if we're a mediocre overtime team. So it we was win DeFranks. Yeah, so we win half the games. We're in a playoff spot right now by point percentage. With games in hand. Yeah. So it, it it's ridiculous. Like how many times we can lose in overtime is ridiculous. And how just nobody else can score other than four four guys. Yeah. Um, so that's been a really big thing with the Stars. So, so let's – I know this is going to be kind of hard for us because uh, we've been talking about it a lot, but let's leave the injuries out of it for, for, for the rest of this episode because we can point to that and say, yes, you know, we, we're missing all those players. But at this point, we need to stop making excuses. I, and I mean – and I think Bonus is fixing to throw his hands up in the air, and he's, he's doesn't know what to do. And you know what? I don't. I don't really blame him. I don't think it's his fault at this point. Because I mean, yeah. he has he has tried he has tried so many different things. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in the past like two or three weeks, the defense has has been getting more involved in the offense, not just like shooting the puck. What I'm talking about is like down in the zone, and there have been more odd man rushes against us. And I think Bonus finally got sick of it of us not getting any goals, so he's like, he's telling his defensemen, take a chance. And even with them taking a chance, we have not been scoring enough goals to win games. And I, have you have you noticed that at all? That that seems to I be mean, one of the biggest thing I've biggest things I've I've seen more odd man rushes over the past. Yeah, couple absolutely, weeks. especially with like uh like Alexiak and even uh even Hamlin. Especially Alexiak, yeah. yeah especially uh, which, Alexiak. And the reason you see Alexiak in the uh, and Lindell and Hanley more is because they, they don't do it. <laughs> like you can see Haskin and Klingberg behind the behind mm-hmm. the icing line sometimes, but Alexiak doesn't do that. He's a big he's a big body and just just stops them at the point. But he he is getting down there, so I definitely agree with that. But like it, the the power play the way it's been recently, I know they scored last night, but that wasn't even really from the power play getting set up. That was from a rebound and a great play by Rope. And just the, the penalty kills sucking terribly and nothing happening about it. Like, it, it feels just so often just like there's no there's no goal they're trying to get to. Like, there's not a certain pass they're trying to get or there's not a certain way that they're trying to run their penalty kill. It just seems like they're kind of out there just playing, which I guess is what you get when you don't practice. But I feel like there's got to be something the coach can do to, to, to bring some kind of structure to that because it just well, feels like there's none. Well, my thing is, is that you know our top six has been demolished by injuries, and we could talk about that. But the bottom six is pretty much what you would expect, right? I mean, the the guys that are the are big penalty killers last year are still playing. I mean, Como, Cogliano. But the way they've been hit, killing uh, penalties has been different this year. The the guy the how the so guy, how so the guy out on the point guy is not as aggressive. And it's not skating as hard to the puck as he was uh, last year. Um, the switch between the top two guys, you know how the forwards would switch whenever the puck would move all the way across the zone? That right. way th- that the guy who was chasing could get a breakup at the top and not skate as much. The switch is not happening as often as it needs to. And they're not collapsing on the puck as much. They're kind of just standing where they are and hope and letting their goalie deal with it, which it obviously isn't working. They're not challenging shots. If they're if they're gonna if they're getting a shot, they're just letting them take it from the top of the circle, which is not a shot you want to give up. But 
I especially mean, if you have like an Ovechkin on the other side or somebody exactly. like that. But like it was just it wasn't even a one time or one time. I don't remember what game it was, but he got the pass and he just complete made a full circle, skated towards the net and got a wrister off like three full seconds at the top of the circle with nobody on him and no pressure at all. Like that can't be the game plan. Like something's got to change on that. It, it doesn't look right. And like on the power play too, it looks like there's not a pass they're trying to get to. Like if take a look at the Capitals. They're trying to get a one-timer to Ovi. That's what they're trying to do in their passing. It looks like the stars are just kind of passing until someone decides, oh, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. It doesn't look like they're trying to get anything. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, it, it, it's hard to get upset at the second power play unit because well, there's, there's no power there's play nobody, players there's, on there. Except for right. Jamie Benn, who isn't a power and, play player now. <laughs> he's not right now. And he and he's just he's just there. And that's sad to say from somebody who's making nine and a half million. Um so uh, let's talk about a, a positive thing uh out of this game, even though we lost. We did play well in the first period. We dominated the period. It, uh, but we didn't get any goals out of it. Um, but in the second period, it, we, we still kept it up, but we allowed Nashville to get back into the game as well. And we still only left with a 2-1 to one lead based off of the first 40 minutes and how we played. So, uh, yes, we scored a power play goal, and it, golly, hence, holy freaking crap. Yeah, um, I don't know how he did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then and then the shot by Yossi, uh, I'm – No. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to get in front of that shot. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we gave up the power play goal, but we do we do lead uh the game with a two to one score and obviously the the, the biggest uh I guess story coming out of the this game for the stars, uh, offensively is the fact that Jason Robert Robertson continues to put up points as a rookie. Yeah, I mean he he's really making a case for a Calder nomination, at least he really like, is now. Like we talked about it on our radio show a couple of weeks ago, but like especially now, like he's get he's starting to get up there, and it, I think he's probably second right now, honestly. With yeah, with right the, now, I probably agree with you. Yeah, with with the decline of some of these goaltenders, like Lankinen and Kockinen, a little bit has declined a little bit. He's still playing well, but not he wasn't as dominant as he was, uh, and then. You know, he, he outscored Kaprizov, and Kaprizov is obviously right now the Calder Trophy front-runner. So, does Robertson have a chance? I mean, he'd have to keep putting up points like he is, but again, he's still doing it. So, yeah, he does have a chance. Yeah, so, and I think we can honestly say that Robertson will not be going anywhere for a long time at this point for the Stars. Oh, yeah. He should be he a top six guys anywhere. now. He should be a top six guy now. If we can get a top line with either with either Rads Pavelski Sagan and then second line Robertson Gurry Hints. Like that's what you're looking at next season for your top two lines. That looks awesome. It really does. And that puts Dickinson on the third line. That's that's Where legit. he belongs. <laughs> well, well, well not not even the not even then. Never mind. He would be on the fourth line because Foxa would be on the third line with those two guys. Dang, that would that would be awesome. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Like looking at our lineup if everyone was healthy and we have these guys back, and now we see how good our younger players are too. Like it looks good, and we, but we don't have 
the guys we need back to really score goals. We don't have enough of them. Right. So we got half a rope of hints. <laughs> yeah. So now he, now for Robertson, he did lead the NHL in the March in the March in the month of March with the most points among rookies. Which besides tonight, I think Kaprizov has a game tonight with the Wild, but I think he had fourteen points and Robertson had sixteen. Uh. So yeah, cool. So. Hopefully he gets some uh, nominations. And honestly, even though, you know, I would consider Miro Haskinen a better player than Robertson, and especially as a rookie, I, th- I thought Miro Haskinen was more critical to the Stars than Robertson is now. But just because Robertson's putting up more points in a crazy situation that he is, he might actually have a shot to actually win it if he can outscore Kaprizov. Yep, easy to win awards when you're a forward. Yep. And uh, he's – can you imagine if we didn't have Jason Robertson scoring at the way he is right now? Or we'd be fully out of it. I'd, I'd yeah. be saying sell everybody. <laughs> right, yeah. At that point, we would be completely out of it. So, And he's played five less games than Kaprizov too. So he, he has seven goals, 15 assists, uh, 22 points in 28 games. And Kaprizov has, had, has played 33 games, has 11 goals, 16 assists, 16 assists for 27 points. Yeah, if so, it wasn't for all the injuries, Robertson would not be on the roster. He would be in Texas. Right. Can you imagine that? that that's, <laughs> that's insane. <crazy. laughs> that's insane. So uh, we'll continue to look for Robertson to uh, put up points, and uh, hopefully Hints can play again on Thursday, tomorrow. I, I don't I don't see it happening considering he's played the last two games. and Yeah. He has to be in and out of the lineup. So uh, I guess we'll see Dickinson on that first line with Pavelski and uh, Robertson. Maybe Fox would get a shot on that top line. Who would you put Who would you put up there? Would you put Fox or Dickinson? I'd put Fox. Yeah, because we've seen Dickinson, and, and he did okay. He, it was, mm. he didn't do great, but, you know, we really need Fox to get going because yeah. he, he could be a top six forward if uh, if we had pushed him a little bit more. Uh, when he was a younger player, but uh, he settled into that third line center role so well that we just left him there. So, okay, uh, so let's talk about some of these big stats from this game. Um, uh, shots again, the game the Stars lose and they outshoot the their opponent thirty five to twenty six, and that's by a significant margin. It's not double, but it's still a significant margin. Um, faceoffs, we completely obliterate the Predators 59 to 41 percentage wise. Uh, both teams go one for one on the power play. Uh, hits 28 to 23 in favor of the Stars. Block shots 10 to 6 in favor of Nashville. And giveaways 10 to 6 in favor of Nashville. So we were good in every statistical category in the game. But I mean, besides block shots, that's the one category that Nashville. Because <laughs> we shot more. <laughs> and we lose the game. Again. And the the one thing that matters, we we don't do it so, again. Again, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that's the story of the season. No one can score goals, and we're playing better than the other team. But it doesn't matter because we can't score goals. So there's your well, season. And you know, I do want to mention one thing because we haven't really said much about him uh, in today's episode. But uh, Hudobin played really well last game too. He really did. Uh, he, he had some – no, don't go – yeah, nothing. This is nothing like the last game he played. He had at least two or three gargantuan stops that if he had not 
like, and I'm talking about the one with a minute and a half left in the game. If he hadn't got any of that puck with his glove, that would have gone right into the net. So that was so lucky. <laughs> you, you think that was a lucky? I think yeah. I think that was a great save. That okay. was me. But uh, it, it's it's hard to give him credit when he lets three goals in on on 26 shots. So I still think he had a really good game, but that's me. So, um, so. I did want to mention one thing. I don't know if you know anything about this, Chris, but uh, so Andre Sekera was a healthy scratch for the Stars, and the only reason he gave was personal reasons. Uh, do you know anything about what's going on? Because I haven't heard anything. No, I didn't. I didn't look into that. No. Okay. Well, hopefully everything's okay with Sekera because I saw that and I was just like, "Ooh, I hope nothing bad happened." Uh, hopefully, it's just he just needed a day off or something or maintenance day or something so hopefully everything's okay with uh Sekra. um any other players that stood out to you i'm gonna eat my words on delandria he sucked last night he played awful <laughs> he was one of Which the is... only people on the ice who didn't have a shot on goal he was getting thrown around like a rag doll he was he was bad uh he was the only forward that did not get a shot on goal last night the only forward yeah. and the only defenseman was lindell which that's expected from lindell yeah. So Delandria sucked. I'll eat my words. So and that's why he's on the taxi squad. He's back on the taxi squad again uh, with uh, Dowling. I think is what they mentioned today. So goody. Yeah. Right. Can't wait to see Dowling, Gardner, and Caro. <laughs> Sarcasm. No, never. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we'll catch you guys again either on tomorrow night after the game or we'll catch you on Friday night. Um, and, yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to say, Chris? Uh, the Predators still suck. I hate the Predators. Screw you, Predators. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at StarcasticR or on Instagram at Starcastic Remarks Podcast. You can also like us on Facebook and find us on YouTube as well, where we put our podcasts. Uh, when do the stars play again? Thursday. Thursday at what time? At the time of clock, the time of day at uh, 7. 7. <laughs> All right, the the stars will play again on Thursday at 7. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening.